that you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then? Good evening. So good to have you here this evening at Victory Christian Fellowship for our Wednesday night refreshing service. God is so good and faithful. Lord, we just give you the high praise tonight as we come into your presence where there's fullness of joy and pleasures at your right hand. Lord, we just enjoy your presence and we give you all the glory that you are due and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, let's worship the Lord together. You ready to worship tonight? I see lightning, I Yeah. 
any negative influence free from all oppression free from anything that hinders or restricts or binds free in the name of Jesus free in the name of Jesus free in the name of Jesus we thank you for being able to come here tonight and Lord we thank you that you are in our midst and we honor and bless you and we listen to what you have to say to us Ananahe, Shaniakote Shehe, Onaha, Iayakaha, Shanoho, Ihe, Yokoho. I've begun a good work in you, and I will complete it until the day I return. Let my spirit work, let my will be done. And you will see the sun, and you will have fun. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. I want to welcome you that are here, and if you're watching online, we say welcome. Hello, thanks for joining us. Share it with some friends. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, this Tuesday, we began a new venture into our middle school, and we're so excited about what the Lord's going to do uh, in our 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. This is the third school that um, we have uh, an open door to operate in. Amen. And uh, there's a few more schools in Palmyra that could need our, need our touch. And uh, they need our influence. So, Lord, we just thank you for opening up doors of opportunity. And then tomorrow we're going to minister to two schools with third, fourth, and fifth graders. And we're excited about that. And they're growing. Amen. They get to come here and hear about Jesus during school. Glory to God. 
And uh, it's such an honor and a privilege. And if you don't realize it already, those of you uh, that are registered to vote, make sure you vote uh, this year. Uh, there's a lot of things that are happening in our government, but your vote, your vote is important. And I just want to encourage you to vote. It's, uh, it's our privilege as citizens, and we should never take it lightly. And uh, we should get as much information um, as we can about the candidates. Uh, you got to be careful where you get your information because there's a lot of deception out there. Uh, so, uh, you know, vote, get involved, and uh, the Holy Spirit. You know, we're still one nation under God, but we gotta we gotta re- release the devil of his grip that he has on the influence of our nation, and uh, we can turn it around. Amen. Um. Glory to God. So, you know, spend some time in prayer and listen to the Holy Spirit. And he'll lead God and direct you. And we'll try to get some information uh, about the candidates for you to um, make it easier. And also, I want to just let the men know, uh, ages 12 and up, we're having our men's conference at the end of October. That's in like uh, 23 days. Hallelujah. And uh, guys, we need you to sign up. Tickets are $35. And uh, it's going to be a great time. We got some people from New Jersey coming, so we're excited about that. And uh, m- many more are going to come, and our guest is going to be uh, Reverend John George. And then he'll also be with us on that Sunday as well. So he'll wrap up our guest speakers uh, for the year and uh, get ready to have an impartation. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if you're here tonight, you can... Uh, you have the opportunity to give anytime during the service, and if you're watching online, you can do so through our website as well. Um, giving is a privilege, amen, and we're not giving, we're, we're giving into the kingdom of God, and you're making an investment, and with every instruction that God gives us, he always promises a, re- a reward, and uh, he'll provide you with the greatest return you've ever experienced. So Father, I just take this moment right now to bless the givers and their gifts, Father, may may they be anointed with fresh oil, and may they prosper and be protected by your hand. And Lord, may you provide for them everything they need, want, and desire. You're so good, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. And we have some awesome kids here tonight. They're growing. They get the opportunity to hear the message on, on their level, and we thank you for our volunteers and teachers that help with that. So kids, we want to dismiss you. Have a good night. Church is exciting. You know, I got born again when I was 12. I got delivered from a boring church. And I got into a lively church. I like lively better. Amen? And, uh... Man, we, I've been going to church for a long time. And you never want to miss because you never know what the Lord's going to do in that moment. And not everything can be taught, but there are some things that can be caught. You're just being in an atmosphere. Amen? Well, tonight we have a direction from the Lord. And uh, we're going to follow the pattern of Jesus. Did you know that Jesus left us a pattern to follow?
He left us an example to carry out. And tonight we're going to talk about uh, following the pattern of Jesus. And, you know, patterns are important in life. They're important in mathematics. They're important in decorations. Uh, They're important in science. They're important in clothing. And uh, it's important to follow the patterns. And, you know, patterns can develop in a person's life. You know, if a if something is continually happening, you get to a point, and 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 you, and when you get to that point, bad things are happening. That's a pattern, and and you got to find out what the root cause is and break that pattern. So patterns are are useful. Uh, patterns can be good or patterns can be bad, and uh, you know the Bible gives us a pattern for living, and uh, God wants us to live a certain way, and according to a certain standard. Um, and we got to decide to follow God's pattern for our life. And the Holy Spirit, he'll help us follow the right pattern. Amen? He's, he's our guide. He brings us into all truth. And uh, just think, you know, I read this. If there were no patterns in this life, there'd be random, unorganized bits and pieces of information. There'd be no musical scales, because that's a pattern. There'd be no stable structure, right? Because when you build a building, you've got to follow a pattern, right? When you, get a blue, when you get a building approved, you have a blueprint, and the contractor is obligated to, to bring about that blueprint. He can't just bring in other designs without getting it approved, right? He's got to follow the pattern. Um, there'd be no walls or bridges, There'd be uh, no mathematics, no chemistry. There'd be no coherent language. Why? Because that's a pattern. Um, So patterns are important. Amen? And I want you to go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. And we're going to look at uh, something here, what the Bible says about a pattern. Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse 1. And I'll read it from the King James and probably the Amplified. In Ephesians 5, 1, he says, Be there for followers of God as dear children. That word in followers means imitators. How many know that we're supposed to follow Jesus as children. You know, children, they do what they see. They say what they hear. Amen? And got to be careful what you're saying and what you're doing because they'll pick it up. And uh, the Amplified, well, he, he says, be there followers of God as dear children and walk in love. Notice this next phrase. As Christ, as the anointed one, also has loved us. Our pattern that we are to follow is that of Jesus Christ. We are to be just like Jesus. In the way we think, in the way we act, in the way we speak, 
in the way we behave. Amen? He left us a pattern, an example that we can follow. The Amplified says, become imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. Then he says in verse 2 in the Amplified, and walk continually. Everybody say continually. A pattern is something that should be continued. You know, I was thinking about this. Why did Jesus come and choose disciples? He came to earth, right? He came from heaven. He became a man. He walked this earth. He breathed the air, right? He, he felt everything that a human feels because he was 100% human. But he also got disciples. Why? Because he knew that his work was going to go beyond three and a half years. And he gathered a group of men whom he ate with, he walked with, he worked with, he demonstrated, he taught them. Amen? Why? What was he doing? He was giving them a pattern. He was giving them an example so that they could do what he did. And then there came a point in time when he gave them his authority. And he said, go, raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. He wanted his disciples to do what he did to carry on the work that he began. Amen? Yeah, Jesus came and began and finished his work, but now the work is in our hands. Jesus left us. He's not on earth right now. He's in heaven right now. Now, he, he can show up any time. He's not bound by time or space. Amen? Amen? But right now, the Bible does describe he's sitting at the right hand of God, and he is cheering us on. Why? He left us an example to follow. He left us a model on how to live. He showed us what man was originally created to do. The first man messed up. But Jesus is the second man who did it right. Say Jesus did it right. Why did he do it right? He was showing us how to do it. He was showing us how to live. Amen? So we got to become imitators and walk in love. Hallelujah. So we're supposed to be imitators of God. We need to think like him. You know, the Bible tells us how to think. If God wasn't concerned about how we think, he wouldn't say anything about it. But we need to think like him. Say, I need to think like him. We need to speak like him. Jesus spoke as one having authority. Guess what? We have authority. We got to act like we have authority. He, Jesus was not a wimp. He, he, didn't, he, he, he didn't say follow a wimpy example. No, he, he was a strong example. Okay? We need to act like him. Well, I can't be like Jesus. Well, the Bible says be perfect for I'm perfect. Be holy for I'm holy. Doesn't seem like he, he lowers the bar for us, right? He keeps the standard high. 
How can we do it? Because when you embrace Christ, you have all the equipment you need to be just like him. Oh, I can't be like him. Yes, you can. That's the problem. You don't think you can. You know, how's a husband supposed to love his wife, love his wife like Christ loved the church? Christ gave us an example of how to love, and we're supposed to duplicate that example in our marriage. He gave us a pattern, a pattern of sacrifice, a pattern of giving, a pattern of compassion. And the thing of it is, his example is doable. We can actually do it. He wouldn't say, follow my example, unless we could do it. We're supposed to love like him. Oh, how does Jesus know we keep his commandments? Because we love him. Or he knows that we love him because we keep his commandments. But we're supposed to love. We're supposed to love God. We're supposed to love people. Who gives us that love? God gives us that love. Here, use my love so that you can be just like me. Here's my spirit so that you can be just like me. Here's my word so that you can be just like me. Say, I'm just like him. You, you were already made in his image and in his likeness. Amen? We might as well just live up to how we were created. And if you've been born again, everyone here has been born again, so you've been recreated. Hallelujah. You, you're not after the old Adam, you're after the new Adam. You have a new prototype. You have a new mold. Hallelujah. We're supposed to work like Jesus. See, we're supposed to imitate him in every aspect of life. We're supposed to work like Jesus. Did Jesus ever complain that his job was too hard? Did Jesus ever complain that the people that was sent to work with him weren't up to par? Oh, So when we complain, murmur, and grumble, we're not behaving like him. We're behaving like the first Adam who fell. We're behaving like the devil, really. Hmm. See, I need to imitate him. Following a pattern, right? We need to serve like him. Did Jesus give an example how to serve? Oh, yes, he did. John 13, he put on an apron. He began to wash his disciples. This was the master. This is the son of God. Put on an apron. He began to wash dirty feet. Well, I don't feel like doing that. Jesus said, do this. Follow my example. Right? Now, we don't really have foot washing services anymore. But he, he left us a principle of how to serve others. He talked about how we should put others before ourselves. Why? Because we need to imitate him. We need to follow the pattern of Jesus. Tonight, you didn't know it, but your Christianity is going to get tweaked. Amen? I, listen, this is what God wanted. I'm just doing what he wanted. Okay, we need to give like him. Oh, Father, I can't put my body on the cross. That's just too much. No, he didn't say that. We need to give like him. When you give like him, you receive like him. 
God wanted a family, so what did he do? He planted his son into the earth. And he's still reaping on that seed that he planted. Amen? There are still people coming into the body of Christ all over the world. That one seed is still reaping, reaping, reaping. You put a seed in the kingdom of God with a right heart and a right attitude, that seed is going to grow, multiply, and increase. It can't help but do that. But we need to give like Jesus. <laughs> I'm so glad that Jesus, when Jesus was going to the cross, he said, I don't feel like it. He overcame his feelings in the garden. He had a moment where he said, okay, Father, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass, but not my will. You'll be done. That's it. You want me to give it? I'll give it. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to succeed like him. Jesus did not have to fail to succeed. He just did God's will. God's will is doable. We need to succeed like Jesus. That means you got to refuse to quit. Refuse to give up. Why? Because we're imitating him. To imitate means to mimic, to be like him, to sound like him, to look like him. I'm going to get to that definition in just a minute. We need to prosper like him. Jesus never had a chicken barbecue. Nothing wrong with a chicken barbecue, right? I like barbecued chicken. I try to put a lot of chickens in the ministry. You know, I try to get back at that, that rooster that crowed on Peter. So I put a lot of chickens in the ministry. But how did Jesus raise funds? I mean, he traveled from place to place to place to place to place for three and a half years continually. He was in boats, he was on donkeys, and he was on foot. We need to prosper like Jesus prospered. What are you going to do when thousands of people show up for lunch? We're going to feed them. How? How are you going to do that? You've got a source that's greater than this earth. Amen? Say, my father is my supplier. And his supply is unlimited. We need to prosper like Jesus. Amen? We need to overcome like Jesus. We overcome the accusations of the enemy with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You got a testimony. Your testimony overcomes the enemy. His accusations. We need to overcome like Jesus. You can't stop me. You can't put me down. You can't confine me. I'm going to go until I can accomplish what God has for me. We need to overcome like Jesus overcame. Why? We're imitating him. Amen? We need to live like him in every area of life and in every possible way. Well, I don't know what to do. Well, you got two sources. You can look in the book or you can ask the Holy Ghost. And you'll find the answer. Okay? You know, Abraham, he became something that he wasn't. He became a father when he wasn't a father. When it was physically incapable, he became something. How did he become that? Because God told him he could. If God tells you you can, you can. 
If God tells you this is yours, take possession of it. And don't let any, any other person stop you. If God says this is yours, you take it. Whoever's in your way, it doesn't matter. If God said it's yours, you take it, your, you take it as yours. Whatever yours is. Amen? Hallelujah. Did you know that Peter lived his life as a fisherman? But you know what? He changed careers. He became a fisher of men. He was still fishing, but he used different tools. How did he become a fisher of men? Because he met his creator. And his creator showed him, I'm going to make you into something different. So Peter became something different. Amen? Maybe God's got something different for you. What, what can you become? You can become anything he says you can. He's already got a plan for you. You need to become what he already planned. If you don't know what God's plan is for your life, then you need to figure it out. Amen? Life is too short to not live God's plan. God's got a plan. Did you know that in Jesus' lame people became strong? Sinful people became obedient to Christ. All right? What does it mean to imitate? It means to emulate. It's a positive imitation that arises by admiring the pattern set by someone worthy of emulation. Is Jesus worthy to emulate? Absolutely. Can we emulate him? Absolutely. This word to imitate or to follow, it means a mentor setting a proper example. You know, Jesus had to come and, and, and to- tell mankind that there's a better way to live. Because mankind had fallen from the way that God designed them to live. And so God had to come back as a man to show us how to be a man. And I'm talking about mankind. right? How to be a man and a woman. Look to Jesus. He created them male and female together, amen? Eve was inside of Adam the whole time. God just had to bring her out. But she was there, amen? To, to, to imitate means you're following a God-approved example. Jesus is God-approved. He's been stamped, G-A, God-approved. Amen. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. You want to you want to know how to please God? Study the life of Jesus. He pleased God. He never disappointed God. He never let God down. It means to follow as a model, to copy the mannerism and the speech. That's what it means to imitate. It means to copy exactly. To reproduce, to resemble. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to first. Uh, let's go to First Peter, chapter two. First Peter, chapter two. And look at verse twenty-one. First Peter two twenty-one. You know he's a, he's even an example of how to suffer. 
You want to know how to suffer successfully? Look at Jesus' example. Jesus suffered, right? There were certain things. He didn't suffer sickness. You know, we need to imitate his health and wealth and wisdom. I mean, things were just given to Jesus. Hey, go, go get that donkey that's tied up. No one's ever been ridden on it. And if anyone asks you, just say the master needs it. They go get the donkey. Hey, what you doing with my donkey? The master needs it. Oh, it's okay. Take it. Was Jesus ever without things that he needed? No. Guess what? We need to follow his example. We need to have no lack. Why? We got a, we got a God source. We got a God supply. We got a God who loves us. He's Jehovah Jireh. He provides. He creates things. All right, 1 Peter 2.21. For even hereunto you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving a what? An example that you should what? Oh, my goodness. You mean I'm going to have to suffer? Yeah, but there's things you're going to have to suffer, things you won't have to suffer. Okay? How, how are we going to suffer? First of all, you're not going to sin. You're, you're not going to sin when you suffer. Who, verse 22, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Sometimes you suffer because you're a deceitful speaker. Guile means deceit. There was no deceit in Jesus. But if, if you're a deceiver with your mouth, like if you want to go around deceiving your heart, you're going to con- that means your faith doesn't work. Because your heart and your mouth have to agree. There was no guile in his mouth. Verse 23, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. If you want to suffer successfully, when people criticize you, you don't criticize them. When people call you names, you don't call them names. That's not what Jesus did. That's not how he did it, right? He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. A person who calls you names is a fool. But you've got to know who you are, and you've got to be confident in whose you are. Amen? Let them call me what they want. It doesn't matter. I don't go by their voice. I don't go by their opinion. I go by a higher opinion. That's my father's opinion. That's what moves me. Say what you want. They called Jesus a wine-bibber. They called him an alcoholic. They said he cast out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Yeah, he said, well, how do you cast them out? They didn't have an answer. We know that Jesus didn't do it by the, the prince of devils. He did it by the spirit of God. Amen? All right? He suffered, he threatened not. If people want to harm you, you don't have to threaten them. Why? He who is in you is greater. We need to walk in the greatness of God. See, all those things that come against you like that, it's the enemy trying to get you in the flesh. Because if you get in the flesh, you get whooped. But if you stay in the spirit, you'll whoop him. Amen? All right. But he committed himself to him that judges righteously. Listen, the enemy will try to tempt you to take vengeance. But God said, vengeance is mine. Leave it to God. Everybody say, leave it to God. Let God take care of it. 
Why? You don't think he's big enough to handle it? Oh, maybe God, God's got too many things on his plate. Let me help him out with this. You're not going to help him out with this? When you think about what Jesus suffered and you compare that to eternity, it's a tiny thimble drop, if that. What, a couple days of suffering and, and the rest of is glory? Amen? When you, if you happen to suffer as a Christian, it's not going to be long as long as you keep your attitude right. It's when you get your attitude wrong, suffering will increase. Okay? Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Is this helping you? Christ wants us to duplicate his example, duplicate his results. He gave us all the tools and all the equipment that we need to do that. Philippians 4 9. Philippians 4 9. Notice what it says. These things which you have both learned, received, and heard, and seen in me do. And the peace of God shall be with you. How many want the peace of God with them? Then you got to do what you've learned, heard, seen, and you gotta put, you gotta do it, you gotta practice it, you gotta follow the pattern. You got to live by the word of God. You've got to serve by the word of God. You've got to honor by the word of God. You've got to be married by the word of God. You've got to be single by the word of God. You've got to do what Jesus did. Let the word rule you. Amen? So what you learned, received, heard, and seen, you've got to practice. You've got to do it. Go to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1. You know, Timothy had an example in his mother and grandmother. And they influenced him to be born again, to be a believer. And he became a protege to Paul. He followed Paul's example. Him and Paul were so close that Paul said, when I'm sending you Timothy, it's like I'm sending myself. So 1 Timothy 1.16 How be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. Thank God he left us a pattern. The pattern of Jesus. A pattern is something that occurs over a period of time and it's steady, it's stable, it's followable, it's followable, if that's a word, I don't care, it's, and it's doable. A pattern. There's a pattern to things. There's a pattern to this Christian life. And it's found in Jesus. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. When you live like Jesus, you get Jesus' results. When you speak like Jesus, you get his results. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 15. Here's what the Bible says. 
For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. See, we're supposed to pattern our stuff after fathers, not just an instructor. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore, I beseech you that you be followers of me. Paul was a father. He, he fathered people. A father is a mentor. A father is someone that works closely with you. You can have 10,000 instructors, but you don't have too many fathers. You don't want to follow the pattern of 10,000 instructors, but you do want to follow the pattern of a father. Why? A father is committed. A father is there for the long term. Amen? A father is there every day. A father is available. A father is approachable. A father, you can talk to them. Amen? We need a father. We need some fathers to show us a pattern of sound living. We need some believers who actually embrace the word and put it on display in their lives. And they don't back down. They're not ashamed about it. I'm an undercover Christian. No. You need to be an open Christian. We have nothing to hide. We're not living in China yet where we have to hide and preach the gospel. We're not going to let it get to that either. But see, if you let the world have its way, it'll run roughshod over you. Jesus gave us an example of, of he, he went against the world. I never heard a guy preach like this before. That's what they said about Jesus. I never heard someone speak like, he speaks like, not like the scribes. They're not just regurgitating them. He gives us some fresh stuff, some powerful stuff. He speaks with authority. Glory to God. We got to follow his example, this pattern. We need to be imitators, all right? Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Sometimes you live by the pattern of your default life. Sometimes you act and talk like Carnal Arnold. And, but we have to be vigilant about being like Christ. And when you catch yourself acting like Carnal Arnold, you need, to, you need to stop quickly and repent and get it right. Say, oh, I'm sorry. I was just having a, a fit of carnality <laughs> in that moment. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only. See, if you want to follow the pattern, you've got to do it according to the word. You can't follow the pattern of Jesus without the word of God. Because guess what? Jesus is the word and the word is Jesus. They're one and the same. They're not different. Okay? For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. See, the gospel has some oomph to it. It has power and it has the Holy Ghost. In much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. In other words, when they were among the Thessalonians, they left them a pattern of how they should live. 
The, the, the apostles were enacting a pattern that could be followed. Amen. You only want to follow a pattern that follows Christ. Okay. Verse 6. And you became followers of us or imitators of us and of the Lord. Everybody say, and of the Lord. You can't just follow a person blindly. You can only follow them as they follow Christ. If they have a moment where they're not following Christ, don't go there. Okay? Having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It was a bad time. Things, bad things were happening. There was affliction going on, but they received the word and they got joy from it. If there's anything that gets you out of it, see, affliction will get you depressed. Affliction will, will come in to try to get, get you to give up. Affliction will come in to try to get you to quit. But they receive joy in the Holy Ghost in the midst of affliction. Okay? Verse 7. Notice, though, they received the word, and the gospel came in verse 7, so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Now, they let the word come in them, and they were practicing the word, and they became examples for other believers. How would you like a new baby Christian to follow you around? And listen to what you say. Listen to uh, watch you behave in different circumstances. Let them just follow you around for a week. And let them take, give them a journal and take notes. Say, I want you to follow this person to see how they live for Christ. Would you all be comfortable with that? Having a brand new believer who doesn't know anything, they'd be with you for a week. They're with you. You know, they, they live with you. They eat with you. They go, go to the store with you. And they're just watching you. Would you be confident in the example of how you lived and how you behaved and how you spoke? Would you be confident that they would learn something good or would they learn something bad? I don't want them following me. (laughs) But that's how we... Notice, they received the word and they became an example to others. Okay, verse 8. From you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. They had it together. Amen. The Thessalonians, they got a hold of it. They were in affliction, but they got a hold of the word. They had the joy of the Holy Ghost. And they were so excited that they began to live it out. And they weren't ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And they were confident if others were to see them, they'd leave them a good pattern. They'd leave them a good example. Why did Jesus make disciples? So that they could carry on his work. Guess what? We got to carry on his work. But we can't carry on his work if we don't live like him. If we don't talk like him. If we don't think like him. And if you need to change your life, change it now. Make a decision right now that I'm going to be like Jesus. Amen? Amen? Sometimes you've got to tell your flesh to shut up. You've got to tell your mouth, don't say that. Get it out of your mind. Don't speak it. Reject it now. Why? Because your flesh will say things you don't want said. It'll do things you don't want done. 
It'll cost you more money than you wanted to spend. It'll take up more of your time than you wanted to give. Your flesh is like a little child and you got to discipline it. Amen? All right. So they were examples. All right, go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Look at, I'm, I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. 2 Thessalonians 2, 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Obtaining whose glory? The glory of the Lord. How many have obtained the glory of the Lord? How do you obtain the Lord's glory? You act like him, you think like him, you speak like him, you behave like him, you do like him. Amen? You imitate him. That's how you obtain his glory. He puts his glory on you. Glory to God. He puts his glory on you. All right? Therefore, brethren, verse 15, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught. Now, there are man-made traditions which make the word of God ineffective, but then there are God traditions that God wants you to set up as a pattern and example. For example, communion is a good tradition that the Lord set up. He said, whenever you do it, do it in remembrance of me. That's a good tradition. He said, whenever you want to do it, as often as you want to do it, we as a church, we do it here once a month, right? But that's a tradition. Notice, you got to hold fast. That means you can't be, listen, Christians don't need to be squishy. Or I could say wishy-washy. Wishy-washy is double-minded. Wishy-washy is they're uncommitted. Wishy-washy is they're indifferent. You're not wishy-washy, are you? No. You're, you stand fast. You hold the traditions. John 8, 31. You shall know that you, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You've got to continue. You've got to continue. See, I've got to continue. Whether by word or our epistle, verse 16, now the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God of our Father, which has loved us, has given us everlasting consolation and a good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work. Guess what? As we imitate him, he's working in us. And man, we're not, we're not in this alone. He is here to help us. Glory to God. We're supposed to imitate him. We're supposed to follow his pattern, carry out his example in every area of life. Amen? All right, go to Hebrews chapter 6. We're almost done. I'm putting the icing on the cake. And I'm about ready to cut you a slice. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 9. 
I'm going to read this from the Amplified. Hebrews 6 and verse 9 from the Amplified. He said, but beloved, even though we speak to you in this way, we are convinced of better things concerning you. Everybody say better things. I'm telling you what, when you walk with the Lord, you got better things in store. Say it's going to get better. From this moment on, it's going to get better. Oh, hallelujah. If, you, if, you're, if you're feeling uh, afflicted or pain right now, it's going to get better. He's got better things for you. God's got better things for you. Amen. We're convinced of better things concerning you and of things that accompany salvation. What accompanies salvation? A life like Jesus. Living like Jesus every day. When you go to bed tonight, go to bed with Jesus. When you get up in the morning, get up with Jesus. Don't get up with your grumpy self. Get up with Jesus. You, you, you feel when, when grumpy's coming on. You know, grumpy growls. Grumpy moans. Amen? Don't get up with your grumpy self. Get up with Jesus. Say, it's good to be alive. It's good to breathe this air. Hallelujah. Another day. Glory to God. That's how you should get up. Why? I'm imitating Jesus. Jesus never had a bad hair day. Jesus never woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And you know what I mean by that, right? He never did. So why should we, if we're imitating him? Amen? He goes on to say, verse 10, For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you, should, which you, have, which you have shown for his name in ministering to the saints. As you do. Verse 11, and we desire for each one of you to show the same diligence so as to realize and enjoy the full assurance of hope until the end. Verse 12, so that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience, who lean on God with absolute trust and confidence and by patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. You've got to follow someone who's inheriting the promises. You've got to follow someone who's walking in the blessing. You've got to follow someone who's getting results. Amen? Why? That's how you get results. You don't want to follow someone who fails. Why? Because you'll fail. Amen? You want to follow someone that gets good results. There's no better result getter than Jesus. He got what he wanted. He got what he desired. He got what he needed. Amen? He showed us how to do it. He showed us how to connect with the Father. He showed us how to live by faith. He showed us how to have victory over our enemies. He showed us how to overcome his perfect life. Why did he live that perfect life? So that he could show us it can be done. Now we just got to do it. Now the religious mind can't handle being like Jesus. All right, go to, I got two more scriptures. Okay? 1 Timothy 4.12. 1 Timothy 4 and verse 12. Oh, we, we better look at verse 11 to get the right context. 
Verse 11 says, these things command and teach. Everybody say command and teach. When a command is given, there's not going to be sympathy for how you feel about it. Okay? It is a command. And a command, you know, military people, the higher ranks give commands. They tell the lower ranks what they need to do, how they need to do it, and the lower rank can't get upset. Otherwise, they're cleaning the latrines. That's cleaning the toilets. Right? Our God is a commander. He's commander-in-chief. And his word, so he says, these things command and teach. So what are we supposed to command and teach? Verse 12 let no man despise his youth or uh, look down on his youth. But he's supposed to be what? Be what? Is that a suggestion? No, that's a command. He didn't say be an example if it feels good. He didn't say be an example if everybody's okay with it. He says be an example, period. Of who? Who are you supposed to be an example of? Believers. What are you supposed to be an example of? In word. What's your relationship with the word? You're supposed to be an example in conversation. That's lifestyle. How you live. You're supposed to be an example in charity. That's love. You're supposed to be an example in spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. You are a spiritual being and we need to live a spiritual life. Amen? And you're supposed to be an example in faith, believing and entrusting God, and you're supposed to be an example in purity. You're supposed to live pure. Be pure. Not polluted. Amen? Pure is better. Who wants to drink polluted water? Who wants to drink polluted food or eat polluted food? Amen. Who wants to eat moldy bread? Any takers in here? We don't do that stuff. Then why do we live like that? We won't eat that stuff, but we'll live in a way that's not pure to God. Doing things in secret. Well, people don't know, but guess what? God does. God sees it all, hears it all, knows it all. You're not hiding anything from him. You might as well just live pure. It's a whole lot easier. All right, but notice he encouraged them to be an example of believers. Why? Our lives, if if you've been connected to Christ, then you need to be an example to someone else who may not be connected to Christ, but when they see you, when they see your connection to Christ, they'll want your connection. They'll want to know how you got connected. Amen? Your life is a testimony. Your life is either a death sentence or a life sentence. You're either living a life sentence or a death sentence for someone. Depending on the pattern of which you take, the course of which you take, and how you live, day to day. Everybody say day to day. I'm not talking about Wednesdays or Sundays. Oh, everybody can come in here. It's all good. I'm in church. Hallelujah. But but when when you get out of here, oh, that's another story when you get out of here now. Because now you don't have your church friendly looking at you. 
Then the real you comes out, right? You take the mask off and right, you let your hair down. No. You got you to gotta be real here and you got to be real out there. You're not Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Amen. I'm Mr. Hyde when I'm in church, but I'm, or Dr. Jekyll, I'm Mr. Dr. Jekyll when I'm in church, but I'm Mr. Hyde when I'm out of church. No. Amen. All right. Last one. First Corinthians 11. First Corinthians 11. Then I'm done. Verse one. This is Paul encouraging the Corinthian church. He said, be followers or imitators of me, even as I also am of Christ. In other words, follow me like I follow Jesus. If I'm following Jesus, you can follow me. But if I'm, following, if I'm not following Jesus, don't follow me. Amen? You, pe- people following you is based on how you live. How are you going to live? You got to live for God. Follow me as I follow Christ. Right? People are like elevators. They'll take you up or they'll take you down. Depending on what direction you want to go. If you see someone going down and you don't want to go down, don't go with them. Amen? Get in the lifeboat. Go the opposite direction. I think of Joseph. We know the life of Joseph. But he ended up in a foreign country as a teenager and a slave. Everybody say a slave. You know, when you're a slave, you don't get treated very nice. When you're a slave, people who own you only concerned about how much money you can bring. They don't care about you. They might keep you in health because the more healthy you are, the more money you're worth to them. But Joseph was sent As a slave, people purchased him. His brothers sold him as a commodity, as a piece of property. They collected 30 pieces of silver for him. So he shows up to this foreign country. But he is connected to God. He's in the house of the attorney general of Egypt. He's the chief law enforcement agent. Right? What is, what is he doing? He's not acting like a slave. He's not thinking like a slave. And he's not working like a slave. He is working like someone who has a God named the Lord Jehovah. And it's seen in his work. A he, his heathen owner is saying, this slave is making me some money. He's doing some good work. I'm going to put him in charge of my house. See, he's not living like, he's not imitating his slave master. He's not, he's not living according to a slave mentality. He's living according to a prosperous mentality, a, 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 a good work ethic. He is doing the best that he knows how to do at what he's doing, and he's making increase. He's producing good results. Why? God is with him. God is with him. So he's living for God. He's in, in the mundane, ordinary tasks, he's living for God. He's being a, an example to people who worship other gods. 
He's not even influenced by the atmosphere that he's in. Joseph did not become an idol worshiper. He still worshiped God. He still worshiped Jehovah. Why? When he was tempted, what was, it, what was his response? How can I do this thing against God? He knew it was wrong. He knew it was a temptation. He knew it was wrong, and he stood his ground. He said, I'm going to be an example of holy living. And he kept living for God. But then he was falsely accused. Well, Joseph didn't talk back. He didn't criticize his false accuser. He didn't say, that Potiphar's wife got me into this mess. She's, she's the cause of all my trouble. If he would have said that, God would not have been with him. But he kept being an example. So now he's in prison. What happens? He gets promoted in prison. He gets put in charge of all the prisoners. And the warden doesn't even, he's not concerned about what Joseph does. Because he's such a good example. He, he, he shows forth such a good pattern. And then, while he's in the prison... He's interpreting dreams. He's exercising his spiritual gift. He's doing what God called him to do. And he says, hey, here's your interpretation. But when you think of me, remember me. Two years go by. Man, that baker and that butler, they just forgot me. They're the reason why I'm stuck in this place. Didn't do that. Why? That'd be a bad example. He kept serving God. Two years more, an additional two years in jail. Yeah, he, he's over the prisoners, but he's still in jail. But he's keeping a good attitude. He's being a good example. He's portraying a good life. Oh, Pharaoh has a dream. No one can interpret. Ah, oh, wait a minute. I remember there was a guy in jail who interpreted my dream. Go get him. He shaves. Why? Because he's a good example. He doesn't approach the king wearing ugly clothes. He, he grooms himself. He puts on good clothes. And he comes before the king. And because he lived a pattern of being a good example when he suffered, of being a good example when things came against him, of being a good example when bad things happened to him, he kept God on his side. God stayed with him. And we know the rest of the story. Right? A foreigner became in charge of the entire nation's finances. He was second in command to the king. You, you don't think that having a good example is, is, has great reward to it? It does. And there, look, there's going to be moments that the enemy will try to convince you it's not worth living right in this situation. Just let, your fe- just, just let your flesh do what it wants to do, say what it wants to say. Respond how it wants to respond. But it'll get you into trouble. Keep your good example. Keep imitating God. Keep following him. Follow his pattern. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Being a good example starts with renewing your mind. And when you renew your mind, you have a different perspective. You belong to God. He chose you. He called you. He equipped you. Amen? Say, Heavenly Father, I give you me. All of me. My soul, my heart, and my body. 
and my finances. My life is yours. Everything I am, everything I have, I give it to you. And I commit my life to you in the name of Jesus. I'm committed to following you no matter what. I'll never leave you, and I know that you'll never leave me. We're going to do great things together. We're going to have great victories together. We're going to prosper together. We're going to overcome together. Hallelujah. Get excited. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Following Jesus' example. Hallelujah. Follow his example of healthy living. Amen. He took upon himself stripes that reflected every root of sickness. Those 39 stripes that he was struck with on his back that opened up his flesh and caused his blood to bleed. It covered every source of sickness that would ever come in the human body. He healed them all. Amen? So all you got to be now is just be healed. Amen? So healing is mine. I call my body from my head to my toes, everything inside, everything outside, it's healed, it's whole, it's strong. I'm going to live long. Hallelujah. My, my body is full of life. It's full of the word of God. I'm full of spiritual energy. I've got the joy of the Lord. My cup overflows. Hallelujah. Rejoice a little bit. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We got to follow the pattern. And if you're feeling alone, call someone. Don't let the enemy keep you by yourself. You've got a church family. You've got pastors. Amen? Call someone. Have them say, I'm struggling. Pray with me. That's what we need to do. We've we, we got to be an example to each other. We've got to show love to each other. Amen? We're all in different places, on different levels, and some of us struggle with different things. But you're not alone in this. You're not by yourself. But you've got to utilize what's been given to you. Amen? You guys have the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus. You've got the ability to rejoice and praise God. But we just got to follow the pattern of Jesus. It's such an easy, doable thing that we can, be, we can live our lives just like Jesus lived. From this point on, you will never be defeated. You will never quit. You will never be overwhelmed. Hallelujah. You will never fear. You will never worry. You will never take care. Glory to God. At this moment, this is the poorest you're ever going to be. 
Why? We got a, we got a Jesus. We got a problem solver. We got the wisdom of God. Amen? We, we got greater tools. The enemy can't stop us. He's already been defeated. Let's live like Jesus. Let's be Jesus on this earth. Let's be the body of Christ. Let's be the glorious blood-bought church. Let's be the bride of Christ. Go, dressed in our garments of glory, our garments of praise. Our, our robes of righteousness. Let's live it. Let's walk it. Let's talk it. Let's be walkie-talkies for Jesus. Let's be in constant communication with him. And let's be bold. Because you are, you're in this life for more than just you. You're here for other people. We've got to take our minds off of ourselves. You have a testimony. You have a story to tell. You have a testimony to give. Amen? What God did for you, share it with someone else. Because we're going to encounter people every day that don't know what we know. But we can help them know what we know. First, they've got to see what we know. Let's show what we know before we say what we know. Amen? Why? Because we're following his example. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He came to show us how to live. And we can live it. We can have it. We can do it. We can be it. All that he said, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I think something's been put in you tonight. Whose pattern are we going to follow? Jesus' pattern. Are we going to take a break? Are we going to check out? Are we going to punch the clock out? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not on pattern time today. No. Unfortunately, your, your pattern following process is 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Hmm? Oh, yeah, fortunately. Yes, fortunately. Thank you. Amen? Well, go and be a good example.